Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks. And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. It is that time again. Go grab your pets. Bring them around the radio. An incredible show today. You've outdone yourself. Oh, thank just say you. That. Thank you very much. It's we're, a really big shoe. We're going to have Natasha Leone today. I'm a fan of hers. She, of course, you remember from uh, Orange is the New Black. Or Be- uh, Beverly Hills Slum. She's in a brand new movie that opened last night called Show Dogs with Will Arnett and Shaquille O'Neal and Stanley Tucci. And she gets to oh, act fine. with dogs. And I, I want to know what that's like. <laughs> That's got to be so unpredictable. Yeah, I bet. Also on today's show, Christian Savalas. That's Telly Savalas from Kojak, who loves you, babe, is going to be on the phone with us today and tell us about his brand new app, his phone app, which is animal related. And we're going to be talking about psychotropic drugs that your animals will take. What what kind of drugs are these? These are drugs that have to do with, uh, what would you say, Doc? Uh, Mood altering. Uh, these are drugs like Prozac, but they're the same as human drugs, right? Uh, oftentimes, yeah. So there's things like clomipramine, oh, okay. um, which we also use, Prozac we use. We might use um, even Valium. That might even be something wow. we pull out. So we're going to find out about those uses coming up in just a few minutes. Lori, what are you working on over there in the newsroom? Well, if you didn't hear, Amazon has rolled out its biggest ever pet brand, and we'll tell you all about it. Wow. These guys are yeah. taking over the world, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's on the way. First year calls. Hey, Richard, how are you doing? Hi, how are you? Good. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Indiana. Beautiful Indiana. What's going on? Uh, I have a question for Dr. Debbie. Okay. I have a uh, Chihuahua. His name is Tiger. He's uh, almost two years old. He'll be two years old in July. And I take him for walks every day. We're usually at about a half hour, and uh, it's around a mile that we walk. And I've noticed that when we come home, he just pops down and goes to sleep and just lays around the rest of the day. I was wondering if that was normal, or should I be spacing the walks out and not going so far at one time, or what's going on here? Now, are you aware of any kind of um, orthopedic problems, any kind of joint issues that he has? No. Okay. And is he a chubby fella or is he a healthy weight? <laughs> he's about four pounds. Now, he is a little on the thick side, but he's only about four or five pounds. Okay. And, and if are you around, like, after the walk, and does he just kind of not want to do anything, or does he get up and show interest in other things during the day? No, he, he'll show interest in other things during the day, but it seems like after we walk, he just lays around and then just just like he's wore out. So I didn't know if maybe I should start spacing it out like 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there. Um, yeah. I did also, also didn't know if maybe it was a case where he was getting too tired. Maybe I should start taking water with me or... Okay, well, I'm going to tell you that for a half-hour walk, that is not an extreme amount of activity for a dog of his age. And that's why I was asking if he had any excess weight problems or if he had an orthopedic problem, because some of these little guys commonly have knee issues and such, things that might make him less able to kind of bounce back from um, activity. But, you know, I recommend up to an hour of exercise a day for a normal, healthy dog. So for me, I would feel better having you take this little guy to a vet and just have a couple things checked out. 
about. Um, there okay. are some things that, that do come to mind. Um, those first two things I mentioned, you know, joint problems as, as well as weight. But, you know, I would definitely want to just take a good listen to his heart. So we'd want to check that out by uh, taking a good listen, make sure we don't hear any heart murmurs, any abnormal rhythm changes in the heart, really make sure his ticker's good. And then the next thing is there are some hormonal problems that can cause um, weakness and an inability to tolerate what we'd call normal everyday exercise for dogs. And I'd say 30 minutes is pretty normal. Um, so there are diseases like Addison's disease, which is a problem where a dog can have a low cortisone level, and that can make them very, um, you know, kind of sluggish at times. They can even have digestive problems from time to time. So, so some of these things we might want to kind of get some assurances that we don't have that, or if we do, that we can start going down that pathway. Um, because, yeah, he, he really ought to handle that duration of exercise. Um, now, if you were telling me you were taking him out and running him and, you know, you're doing a jog around the block 30 minutes and then he was really tuckered out, um, yeah, I'd understand that. But I, I think right. you're doing very reasonable, good activity. And, um, you know, I would just make sure, you know, your vet checks him out and gives him a clean bill of health. And then from there, you know, the good thing about exercise is it usually helps to regulate their appetite and it keeps them out of trouble. So sometimes having a quiet dog around the house is a good thing, um, you know, as long as we're comfortable. He's not having any kind of health issue there. Right. All right. Well, thank you very much. Hey, thanks okay. for your call. Thank you. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by the grain-free Red Barn Naturals canned food for dogs and cats. It's always made in the USA with natural, functional ingredients to support your pet's optimal health. You could learn more at redbarninc.com. And thank you, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio. And let's go ahead and take another one for Dr. Debbie. We have Debbie. Hey, Debbie, how are you doing? Oh, I'm pretty good. And yourself? Good. Dueling Debbies. Oh, look <laughs> I out. like it. <laughs> What's up? Well, I have a question about bloodhounds. Do you yeah. have them? Oh, we have six dogs. Oh, um, my gosh. And they're all bloodhounds? No, we actually have three beagles, a black lab, a one-year-old bloodhound, and a 12-week-old bloodhound. Holy cow, you have a house full. <laughs> yeah, plus a four-year-old and a six-year-old. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, oh. God help us. <laughs> yes. But, so what's um, going on with your dogs then? My husband wanted to know, are bloodhounds always that affectionate? Because our oldest bloodhound, she is like a lover. It's funny because we'll be cooking, and my husband will actually put an apron on her, and she looks like she's cooking <laughs> in the kitchen with us. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so what's she doing that she's so affectionate? She puts her paws on you and constantly wants, she like hugs you. Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, as a breed, they are a very uh, loving, uh, gentle breed. Um, she may be taking it a little bit too far, perhaps, um, especially with the jumping, because that can be an undesired um, attention-seeking behavior that a lot of dogs do just because they want us to be close to them, to be involved, paying attention to them. But okay. in general, yeah, I do find that a lot of our bloodhounds are, um, in addition to that wonderful baying that they do, <laughs> um, there are other big are also pers- known because the 12-week-old bloodhound we have, <clears throat> um, we actually got her from a breeder in Ohio. And I guess her eyelids are brushing her eyes. Ooh, yeah, yeah. They can have some real problems with that where yeah, cause they can have their eyelids rolling. on Tuesday for it. Okay. Are they just doing an eye tacking? I believe so. Okay. So, yeah, so we're talking about entropion, which is where the 
eyelids roll in and actually the hairs will scratch against the cornea surface causing injury and ulcers. So in a very young pup, just under, you know, just a couple months of age, often we'll just do attacking, which is just kind of a quick uh, suturing technique where we just kind of pull the lid and just suture it to the skin lower so that it kind of rolls away from the eye. And this hopefully will give us some time as she grows into her skin folds so that um, once that kind of expands and her face grows, we won't hopefully have um, the same problem. But some dogs do go on later to end up needing more permanent solution of permanent surgery. Okay. And what's your opinion about doing stem cell transplants on dogs? For what purpose? Um, Our black lab. And I swear, like, all of our dogs must find our house because they have disabilities and we put all this (laughs) money out and fix them. But our black Uh lab um, at her shoulder, they said there's a growth plate that never fused together. Uh And when she walks, she walks bow-legged. Well, she had surgery, and they rounded out those bones at her shoulder, but they said now she has arthritis really bad, and she is on desiccated mm-hmm. fish oil, but they were talking about doing stem cell. You know, it is a new therapy, and it's not something that um, that we use as a, a routine therapy. I actually looked at this from my old lab several years ago, and we were going to do it, but what I didn't like about it is that it did require um, a tissue harvest. So we had to do um, a fat tissue harvest, which meant a surgery for her. So I wasn't on game with that. So um, it may have some place. And, uh, you know, if you're um, going to a facility where they can do this, um, you know, it, it would certainly be something to try. But for me, I try some of the more basic therapies before we get to that. Um, uh-huh. uh, laser therapy um, can be a wonderful thing for all sorts of different arthritic joint type disorders. And I yeah. use that uh, just about every day in my practice for pets, not just post-injury, but also those with chronic um, arthritis or chronic um, orthopedic injuries. Yeah, because she did so that be the water really therapy one. and like she's on desiquin the fish oil but they said if they do the stem cell that's something she might need done over and over again and then they wanted like fifteen hundred dollars just for one time to do it yeah and, and that's one other thing that when you were looking at cost factors and this the efforts to go into this um you know if you if you've got laser therapy at a practice nearby um you know it is relatively cheap it doesn't require anesthesia the dogs love it and it can be a great way to kind of augment with other therapies and i don't know it it doesn't sound like she's on any other traditional anti-inflammatories or pain relievers but those are other things that we can look at doing things like tramadol gabapentin like if we see she's limping more that she can get tramadol i guess it's 50 milligrams up to four times a day yeah yeah so yeah that's it that's a a lot well, good, good. And then if you, um, if she's in good health and able to be taking a non-steroidal pain reliever, that can be very helpful for some dogs as well. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, well, thank you. Okay, good luck with that crew. My goodness, you got your hands full. <laughs> oh, that, that's why I'm a stay-at-home mom and with the dogs and the kids, but I wouldn't change it for the world. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for calling today, Debbie. The number is one 405 8405 You can also ask your questions directly from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's a free download, so go download it now. That's an order. No, it's just a suggestion. But if I were you, I'm just saying. Still to come on Animal Radio, from Orange is the New Black, Natasha Leone, Nikki Nichols, the little curly red-haired gal. She's going to be on the show before it ends today. Hopefully you'll be there too. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Kensington Books. Inspired by true stories of klepto, kitties caught stealing from humans. Mac, the mischievous tabby, is back in Mac on a hot tin roof. 
But this time, there's little time for his usual shenanigans when Mac becomes the foster parent to an orphaned litter of adorable kittens. Filled with lots of catitude and love, Mac on a Hot Tin Roof by Melinda Metz is available everywhere. Books are sold. Visit kensingtonbooks.com for more information. And thanks, Kensington, for underwriting Animal Radio. Hey, everybody, this is Brett Michaels, and I just want to say you, right now, want to take, wait, give me the line again. My brain skipped. Uh, Brett Michaels. I just have one of my brain hemorrhage brain farts. Oh, Go don't ahead. do that. Say don't that do that. I don't want to be responsible for that. Trust me, it's me. Go okay. ahead. Animal Radio. Brett Michaels, Animal Radio. You got it. I knew the Animal Radio. Like, okay, here we go. Hey, this is Brett Michaels. You're listening to Animal Radio, and take care of your pets. They will rock your world. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our chicken rolled food as a meal or shred it as a topper. Live at the Red Barn Studios, you're listening to Animal Radio. Here's Hal and Judy. It is Animal Radio. This is the show where we celebrate the connection with our pets. And if you have a question about your pet, a behavior question, a medical question, or you just want to chime in, the numbers are toll free. I don't think there's uh, such thing as long distance anymore. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't think so. you. It's kind of flat rate if you you know with everybody. I don't think most they phones, pay. Most yeah. cell phones, most cell phones. All you uh, connected millennials that don't even know what a landline is, you will have no idea who our next guest is. <laughs> you won't know who his dad is. His dad is Telly Savalas. You remember Kojak? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Lollipops. Yep. Who <laughs> loves you, baby? See, I remember bald head. I don't remember lollipop. Oh, that was one of his trademark things. That was a oh, signature was a lollipop. Sucking on a lollipop, yeah. yeah. I don't know how old you have to be to know that guy. But his son is all the millennial now. He's uh, making apps, phone apps. And for those of you that have listened long enough, you know that well, I'm not a very technologically savvy guy. I don't know much about uh, the, the face print or face gram. What is it? Facebook, Cal. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it just make me laugh. Uh, but I am playing this game on my phone. I I actually had to get a new phone for the game, so I'm not using the flip phone anymore. I have well, one of these. You upgraded. I have an iPhone four. Wow. With four. <laughs> you know that they're on number ten now. <laughs> I couldn't afford ten, but I got the four. And fortunately, this app works on it. It's called Wild Wiener. Is the name of the app. It's not what you think. <laughs> it's a game with a little dachshund here check this out a little dachshund goes running around and it, Aww, you have to cute. he climbs a tree he has to avoid the falling nuts acorns I believe acorns, yeah. in any case Telly Savalas's son Christian Savalas made this app here and uh, we're going to have him on the show in just about 15 minutes or so next hour we are supposed to have Natasha Leone. And if you watch Orange is the New Black on Netflix. See, and I remember mm. her before that from Beverly Hills Slum. She, she was, was the teenage girl that was hilarious. And I first saw her on uh, Paul Rubin's uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse, oh, one she, of my favorite programs. She's done a lot. She doesn't look that old either. No, she doesn't. But uh, she's going to be on the show today because she's in a brand new movie called Show Dogs, which is coming out with Will Arnett and Shaq and Stanley Tucci. Oh, how fun. And so we'll find out uh, more about that as she graces our airwaves next hour here on Animal Radio. 
also we're going to talk about the psychotropic drugs, the ones that we use that some of our animals might use, the same ones, the very same drugs. I know, for instance, like uh, our cat uses Prozac, the human version of Prozac. And, and we actually go to the human pharmacy to get that Prozac. <laughs> so uh, we're going to find out a little more about those drugs coming up with Dr. Lisa Rodosta. So stick around. Uh, we'll take your calls coming up next, and we'll do a quick check of the news in about 10 minutes with Lori Brooks from the Animal Radio Newsroom. What are you working on? I think it's a pretty cool idea. I'm, I'm open to it. There's a big NFL stadium that is soon going to be incorporating our pets in an unusual way, in a first-of-its-kind way for an indoor stadium. Hmm. Okay. I cannot hmm. wait to hear about that. That's on the way right here on Animal Radio. Which one are we going to, Judy? We're going to go to line one. Hey, Paul. How are you? I'm doing fine over here in Reading, Pennsylvania. Reading, Pennsylvania. Hope all, hope all there are, too. You usually are. Yeah, we're splendid over here. Yes, we are. <laughs> That's great. We got the whole team here for you. What's going on? How how short should nails be clipped? And, and I know there are, I think, clippers you can buy in pet areas or pet stores. Um, mm-hmm. So if a person is careful and, you know, and so forth, um, is that something that the owner, um, you, you know, providing there's not too much tremble in my hands or whatever that I could uh, successfully trim her, her nail, his nails? I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, it really depends on both the person and the kitty. Um, and I, I, that's one reason why with kittens, I love to get them used to having their nails trimmed with just human, like, toenail number, nippers or fingernail nippers, because that's just yeah. really quick, easy to control. You can do it by yourself without a lot of restraint, and you can get them used to that feeling of having their nails handled when they're young. But as an adult, there's all different styles of nail trimmers. For me, the most important thing is having a, a cat that, you know, is restrained, that's not going to um, hurt themselves. So for some cats, it may be restraint, may be sitting on their bum with their feet in the air, with their bootabella facing up, and you just trim their nail. And they may be cool with that. But if not, then I usually recommend to have a second person kind of help distract and just make sure that the kitty is staying in one position so you don't accidentally cut into the sensitive part of the nail, which will set off a bad experience and kind of worsen your chance that you're going to be able to trim nails in the future. But you can go too short. The guideline is to really look into what we call the nail for the quick. And the quick is a darker area that runs through the nail that has the blood vessel and the nerve in there. So as long as you're staying a few millimeters um, away from that and not getting too short, your cat shouldn't feel anything other than just that little bit of pressure. The way I recommend to help them feel more comfortable is to, when I when I hold a paw, I'm right-handed, so I put the trimmers in my right hand, and I hold on to, say, the paw with my left. I use my thumb to press on the top of the nail, and I'm actually going to press it kind of like I'm extruding the nail, like the cat's like, choo-choo, you know, nails are going out. So I'm actually pressing on the top of the nail to stick the claw out, and then that keeps it from moving. So the kitty won't move, the nail doesn't move. I trim the nail, I release that toe, and then I go to the next toe again and then press on the top of it. So if you keep that pressure on the top of the individual nail as you're trimming it, um, you'll you'll feel more comfortable and you have better control as you're uh, doing that trim. Thank you for your call, Paul. Well, this healthy serving of Animal Radio is brought to you by the grain-free Red Barn Naturals canned food for dogs and cats. Always made in the USA with natural, functional ingredients to support your pet's optimal health. Their website's redbarning.com, and thank you, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio. 
Hello, this is Jane Goodall on Animal Radio, and I just like everybody to realize that each day you live, you make some difference on the planet, and you can choose what kind of difference you're going to make. And hopefully, every day you'll try to make the world a little bit better for people, for animals, and for the environment. Do you travel with your dog? Of course, my pets are part of our family. Me too. I take Daisy with me everywhere. Right, Daisy. So, how do you find out what hotels welcome your dog? I read Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Sounds perfect for planning our next vacation. Right, Daisy? It is. Their motto is "Leave no dog behind," and they have great hotel and destination reviews. Where can I find the magazine? Go online to fidofriendly.com. I will for sure. Come on, Daisy. We're off to find our next adventure. Hey, don't forget you can get your fix of Animal Radio anytime you want with the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Download it now. It's made possible by Fear Free Pets, taking the pet out of petrified. Visit them at fearfreehappyhomes.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Lori Brooks. Amazon has launched its own brand of pet products called WAG. And that, of course, adds to the big list of private label brands that Amazon has. Uh, WAG debuted with just one product in their line. It's dry dog food or a kibble. But they say other pet products will be added later. But like some Amazon private label brands, WAG products can only be purchased if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber. So that's how they get you there. But I haven't honestly read any reviews about it. But WAG does not lag behind because Amazon has been in the testing phases of this new kibble for several weeks now, they say. They've been testing it with members of its Vine program. And that invites trusted reviewers who are already on Amazon to go ahead and post their opinions about new or pre-release products. But U.S. consumers are expected to spend nearly... $30 billion this year alone on just pet food purchases. Now, in Florida, the Jacksonville Jaguars have made this big announcement that the NFL team will be building an in-stadium dog park at its newly renamed stadium. So, yes, the team has, uh, you know, been named Jaguars, obviously, for a big cat. And they're prepared and are already even having fun with the dogs and cats theme, posting, now dogs can cheer on their cats at the game. Uh, The team is partnering with Paradise Pet Resorts to build the stadium dog park. It features a walking area. We'll have tons of umbrellas and things out there. A big bone-shaped, of course, dog swimming pool. A big water fountain. And, of course, I imagine that, you know, pet parents could sit there as well with their dogs because it will have a view of the field. So let me get this straight. This is for bringing your dog when you're watching a game or just any time? When you're watching a game. Well, that's or different. when you when there's something going on at the stadium. Hmm. Well, I mean, many times, look, people go early, right, to games. They tailgate and do things. Um, so that's a long day for some families if you go to a game. Or, you know, even you travel two or three hours to get there. So that's pretty cool. Your dog can be really part of the whole experience. I wouldn't take my dogs to the a sporting event. I, Why is I just that? don't think that it's not their place. You know, it's a human activity. There's a lot of risks of being in a crowd. People aren't aware of a pet being present. You know, granted a service dog is a different, you know, need basis, but I, I'd never take my pet to a sporting event. 
But no, this is a, a, a totally separate dog park inside the stadium. But you're saying that they take their dogs there when the right. when there's During a the sporting game. event going on. Yeah, that could be a big problem. I don't know. I think it's a pretty cool thing, and it, just loving to have my dogs with me all the time. I, I think I would try it. I would have more fun there than I would sitting in the stands. Then go to a dog park. <laughs> Don't go to a stadium. That's my point. Yeah, now, just watch Dr. Debbie in 10 years. That'll be the thing. And we'll be like, maybe. Yeah. Maybe I'm missing out. I'll be, yeah, raking in my millions here, investing in dog stadium parks. I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at animalradio.com. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Fear Free. Fear Free takes the pet out of petrified and puts the treat into treatment. To learn more and find a certified Fear Free veterinary professional near you, visit fearfreepets.com. It's Animal Radio celebrating the connection with our pets. And we'll go back to the phones for calls for Dr. Debbie and Joey Villani in just a moment. But first, I want to talk about the medicines that your animals may be taking or can take. And in particular, the psychotropic drugs. I have a cat, Nike the studio cat. Nike was a very nervous cat. Always walking around, pacing around, never got any sleep. And our doctor said, why not put him on Prozac? And I said, you mean the same Prozac I'm taking? He said, yes, this, this works for the animals. And at that point, I thought, well, okay, let's give it a try. And sure enough, it made a big difference for Nike, the studio cat. So this is not new to me. It may be new to you. We have expert on, and we welcome back Dr. Lisa Radosta. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on today. So these drugs, this, are, they're all the same ones that we could get in the human pharmacies? That's exactly right. The Prozac that you give Nike is the same Prozac that you would take from the same pharmacy. Now, in dogs, we, we should point out there are some FDA-approved antidepressants on the market, and Prozac is one of them. So there's a branded product called Reconcile that has FDA approval for use in dogs. There's a completely different antidepressant in a completely different drug class um, called Clomacom, approved for use in dogs. Now, this these two medications are approved for use in dogs with separation anxiety, but let's just talk for a second because you have a kitty, yeah. and there's lots of pet parents out there with kitties, and kitties need some help too. They need some some uh, better living through chemistry, just like all of us. So all these medications that we use in kitties, it's called extra-label or off-label use, okay? And, and, and kitty cat owners need to know what that means because a lot of the medications that your little kitty takes are extra-label or off-label, and it just means that the FDA has not gotten their fingers into that and it's not approved for use in that species or for that problem. That does not stop us from not only using the medication, but there are studies out there looking at Prozac, Buspirone, uh, Valium, Clomacom, all kinds of what we call psychotropic medications in kitties. So we have lots of information, but we don't necessarily have FDA approval for those. Okay, so we're looking down at our animal and we're trying to figure out, do they need these kind of medications? What are the problems that these medications might be helpful in? So you're going to look for help for your kitty or for your dog. We'll start with, let's say, dogs first, although some of these signs cross over. You're going to look for help when your 
pet's quality of life is affected. So for dogs, let's say your dog has separation anxiety and they are at risk for hurting themselves while you're gone. They're destroying your house. They're panicking. You know, a panic response, if anyone, any person who's ever had a panic response will tell you it affects their quality of life. And if your dog is going through that every time you leave or with every thunderstorm, his or her quality of life is affected. We, we don't need to go farther, okay? So you need to seek help. If your pet is lunging at other dogs or people on the street, so let's just equate this to you and me. We're friends. We're walking down the street together. You know, we're going to go and have some coffee at Starbucks. And I just start screaming at the guy across the street. I'm just acting like a crazy loon, <laughs> aren't you? Really? That's what this lunging and growling is. You're going to say, Lisa, honey, you need some help. We need to go see a doctor. <laughs> Okay, so it's that kind of thing with your dog. With your kitty, I really want you to be critical because so many of us, and I have a kitty, I have a big black alley cat. He is 16 and a half pounds. We only adopt black cats at my house. He's gigantic. And so many of us cat owners think that a hiding cat is normal. He's under the bed. That's normal. No, 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 that's not normal. That means he's scared. So a kitty who's under the bed a lot, a kitty who bites you, who urinates or defecates outside of his litter box. Now, I don't want you, I I want to just frame this again. These are the signs that help you to see that your pet's stressed and needs help. Not every one of these pets needs a medication, but they certainly need help because we all deserve to live our very best life. Even if we have four legs, we still deserve that best life. You know, it seems to me, and I'm just looking around and thinking what I've heard lately, it seems to me veterinarians are pretty eager, more than they have ever been, to sedate or medicate animals. Uh, I would say that is true, that veterinarians are are wanting to sedate more than ever when it comes to veterinary visits. Now, we don't want animals to walk through their lives like zombies, which is the number one question I get, by the way, from owners. When I talk about medications to improve an animal's quality of life, they say, I do not want a zombie. And I just want to say up front, that is not the goal. The goal is not to sedate the pet on a daily basis. Now, for a vet visit, just like when a lot of us go to the dentist and the dentist is free with the drugs, aren't they? I think we should be just as free with veterinary medicine. There isn't a reason not to be trying to alleviate that stress during those visits. So I want to kind of follow the lead of those dentists who are saying, hey, if you're stressed, it's no problem. Let me help you with that. And I think you're right. Vets are getting the message. They're getting the message partially because there's a lot of continuing education. There's a lot written. We have this incredible fear-free movement. We have a new book, From Fearful to Fear-Free, which outlines everything you need to know to take your dog from scared to comfortable. So there's a lot of resources out there for vets now. I just love the new book, From Fearful to Fear-Free. It's an amazing guide, just also well done and easy to read. You did a wonderful job. Thank you. I love the book, too. I I know I was one of the authors, but I love the book, right? It's got the color pictures, and it's got all these stories. So I've told my own experiences. If there's one book you pick up this year about your animals, From Fearful to Fear-Free, I highly recommend it. A great read, even for me. And you know me, I like pictures and I like easy reads. It's an easy, good book with a lot of stuff to read. It will open up the world to your animal in so many ways that you could have never imagined. Links to everything we've talked about on today's show over at AnimalRadio.pet. Dr. Lisa, thank you for coming back on. Thank you so much, and thanks for caring so much about the animals. 
This is Animal Radio, baby. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our grain-free rolled food. It's protein-packed with less risk of food sensitivity. Hi, this is Joyce DeWitt on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your animals. Thank you. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Now? we got to do this now? I'm sorry. I, I just... I'm on, I'm, see, look, I'm on the second level here. What Are you playing games? We're in the studio, Hal. We're doing a show. What are you doing? Okay. This is uh, this is a cool game. You know, I don't like a lot of games uh-huh. on my phone, especially. Right. Head games I hate, but uh, phone phone games, I don't play a lot of them. But I found one here. <laughs> <laughs> I got to admit, I'm a little hooked to it. It has a theme to it. It's a little okay. wild. Sure, check this out. It's a little uh, dachshund. Little, they call them wiener dogs. A wiener dog. Okay. And it goes up this tree here, and it chases this little squirrel, and it gets <laughs> has to watch out for nuts and... I think you'll like it. Is that what that music was from? No, that music was from Kojak. You remember Kojak? Oh, yes. I don't know how old you have to be to remember Kojak, but uh, Kojak, of course, who loves you, baby? The guy, the detective with the uh, soccer. Lollipop, yes, yes. And no hair. And no hair. We have on the phone with us Christian Savalas. That would be Telly Savalas' son, and he is, in his own right, an amazing developer of games, and he invented this game that we're uh, playing right now, Wild Wiener. Well, hello, Christian. How are you doing? Hey, you guys. Uh, my apologies for hooking you on the game in yeah. advance. Well, well, yes, you should be sorry. Now we can't get anything <laughs> done in the studio. Well, so your whole life has been uh, putting together these amazing games as well as uh, a little foray into singing. Is that correct? And songwriting? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I have been uh, programming for, I guess, back since they were like Texas Instruments calculators for math class. I don't know if they have those anymore. But, <laughs> I remember those. Yeah, I mean, they probably just use their phones at this point. But yeah, and then um, music as well, kind of my two main... Wouldn't, I wouldn't say programming is a love. It's certainly something I like doing, but I love music for sure. Your apps that you created prior to this uh, this dog app, Wild Wiener, were music apps. That's right, yeah. The first one was um, for singers, for like warming up and that sort of thing. How wow. cool is that? Now, Wild Wiener, and that's the name of the app, and you can download it for free from your app store. It has your dog in it. Is that your dog? Your dachshund? It's my, <laughs> it's my mom's dog, actually, and... That's actually her in the game. I figured out a way to scan. I won't get into the technical details, but <laughs> scan her into the uh, into the program so that it's not a cartoon or a 3D rendering. It actually is the dog. Wow. It really is a, a top-end app here. I mean, it, it's, the quality is amazing. I haven't gotten past the third level, though, so I don't know what is yet ahead. Is that ankle biter, I think? Y- yes, ankle biters. Yes. <laughs> My friend, my friend, my friend is uh, James is stuck at ankle biter as well. He's not happy about it. <laughs> so, do you have any animals? Uh, I don't have any of my own, but I 
try to see that Lucy is the name of my mom's dog, the little dachshund we were talking about. And so I see her at least every few days, I would say. Is Lucy a big squirrel chaser? Yeah, I can't say that it was my creativity that gave me the idea for the game. It was based on reality. The dog is obsessed and will try to climb trees any time she hears anything that could have the remote possibility of being a squirrel or any kind of wildlife up in the tree. In real life, you're saying? Oh, in real life. Yeah, yeah. Like, you go outside, she's on squirrel patrol, ready to kill. Can she get up the tree? She thinks she can. Um, it's partially our fault because we'll help her climb the tree a little bit, like supporting her back, and she'll propel herself <laughs> upwards until she can't go anymore. Yeah, we're talking about a dachshund here. No? It's, uh... <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, dachshunds are completely insane, as you probably know. They have those little legs. I don't know how they can climb. Yes. If you prop them up, they can do better than on their own. <laughs> Didn't we, didn't we find out that they're the biggest biters? They are. They bite more people than any other dog breed, but they just don't make the news cause because they don't, they're, they're little, just little ankle biters. Yeah, yeah, tiny little bites. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're biters. Well, this is, this is a cool game, and I'm going to call you in a couple of weeks, and I'm going to say, hey, you've ruined my life. Now I can't get any work done. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to call him when I can't get you into the studio. <laughs> Fully expect you to be level five by then. Okay. Yes, he will be. So did you grow up with animals? I did, yeah. Dachshunds, unsurprisingly. <laughs> lots and lots of dachshunds everywhere. Did your dad love the dachshunds? He grew he grew accustomed to them because um, it was my mom's side of the family that, I mean, I think her, her mother had dachshunds as well. So it's like a long succession of dachshunds in the family. So are you going to break that or are you going to get your own dachshund? Oh, no. No intention of breaking it. They're the best dogs. I don't want to pick favorites, but I'll pick favorites. They're definitely the best. <laughs> Awesome. Okay, so people can go right now to their app store. This is available for both Android and iPhone, right? Yep, that's right. And we could download it for free. How do do you make any money if we download it for free? So every so often, you uh, will see a little advertisement for another game or something like that. Um, And other than that, you can buy... Oh, (laughs) you can actually buy funny little squirrel theme packs. I don't know if you noticed that yet or not. So it's the presidential-looking squirrels, fairy squirrels, pirate squirrels. So different worlds you can buy as well if you want to. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, the hell. Look at them light up. <laughs> Kristen, thanks so much for spending time with us today. And keep us posted, okay? And I'll keep you posted as, as far as the levels, okay? Please do. It's my pleasure. Take care now. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Brilliant Pad. Brilliant Pad is proud to support the animal shelter and rescue community. The Brilliant Pad Shelter Program donates products for fundraisers and for use by shelters and foster families. Adopting families can get a free Brilliant Pad system. Their website's brilliantpad.com shelters. And thanks, Brilliant Pad, for underwriting Animal Radio. Still to come on Animal Radio, from Orange is the New Black, Natasha Leone, Nikki Nichols. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more. Hi, this is Elaine Boozer on Animal Radio. Stay new to your pets and some of your exes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Here is today's top automotive news story. I'm Nick Miles. Car collectors gathered in Scottsdale, Arizona last month, where a very rare one-of-one 2021 Lexus LC500 convertible crossed the auction block in an effort to raise money for some worthy organizations. With a $2 million bid, the winner took home the first LC500 convertible edition to roll off the assembly line, and the money will be split between the Boys and Girls Club of America and the Bob Woodruff Foundation. To find your new Lexus, check out our reviews at ourautoexpert.com. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. We're close, convenient, and known for our guaranteed everyday low prices and excellent customer service. For professional parts people you can trust, stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts. Better prices. Every day. Celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks, And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And we bow to Dr. Debbie. She is so incredible. She can answer your questions uh, about your animals. She can answer other questions, too. But today, we're going to stick to your animals. If you have medical questions or behavior questions, she's on top of it. She knows how to deal with these issues. And she does sound effects. She does. She, <laughs> today, we might hear her do some reverse sneezing. We might hear uh, a squealing pig. And uh, we might hear a ferret. Who knows? You are very fluent in other languages. Do you talk to your animals in their language to, to kind of figure out what's going on? You know, I would like to think I do. But, you know, I have a lot of people. Some of my employees think I'm crazy. They really do. Because I do. I have. I require a course on baby talk, you know, with uh, the pets here. And, you know, you might be talking to, uh, you know, a cat. And you might meow, 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 meow. You know, they talk differently than a dog would, so you have to kind of be prepared for their their lingo. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> you think I'm nuts, too. No, I know you're nuts. No, no, no. We, we, we absolutely love you, and if you'd like to talk to Dr. Debbie right now. Coming up this hour, Natasha Leone from Orange is the New Black. She has a brand new movie out called Show Dogs. You know which one she is. She's the orange curly haired one. Nikki yeah. Nikki Nichols yeah, is who she plays. Frizzy red hair. She'll be joining us in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. And I understand from what you've told me, she's an animal lover. Big animal lover. Does she have does Yes she does. She have a, of course she does. She has a dog, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, she does. We're gonna find out all about that in a couple of minutes. And then the movie she's in called Show Dogs, she got to act with a whole bunch of dogs. Besides Will Arnett, she got there was actually other dogs there. <laughs> Stanley Tucci, yes. Yeah, yeah. Besides those dogs. So that's on the way. Uh, Lori, what are you working on for this hour's news? Uh, remember the, the big cluster of fiascos that uh, United had last month? Oh, yeah. Or actually, back in March, and just so many things went wrong. They've had a bad year. Pets. Yeah, so now, they you remember, they stopped transporting pets in their cargo hold, but now they will, will start doing this again, but they have banned... 25 breeds of pets from their their planes. So we will tell you about that and uh, give you the latest and, and tell you actually exactly what breeds. We'll go down most of the list for you so that you will know. That's on the way. Dr. Debbie, you ready to take some calls and talk kitty or ferret or whatever you do? Meow, meow. Okay. If you're brand new to the show, we love to hear from you. If you have questions, if you, if you just wanted to chime in, that's fine. We'd love to hear from you. We have April on the phone. Hi, April. Hi there. Where are you calling from today? Santa Margarita. Santa Margarita in the San Luis Obispo area, right? Yes. Listening on KVEC. Thank you so much. What's going on in your world? Well, I was listening to the radio, and she was talking about the reverse sneeze. 
oh, problem. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you experiencing that, or is your pet experiencing it? Um, well, he he was experiencing it. I thought it was probably or possibly a foxtail in his throat or in his nose because he was coughing but sneezing. And so I took him to the veterinarian, and he had us watch a video <laughs> of of this reverse sneeze, and that's exactly mm-hmm. what our dog was doing. I was ready to get him scoped. Our dog mm-hmm. is crazy. We would have to get him, um, you know, put uh, on this, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, and for those that have never heard reverse sneezing, it's a really kind of scary looking sound that dogs do. It's actually the opposite of a sneeze. So it's on the inhale. So there's kind of a lot of vibration. There's a sound. They kind of get their neck real stiff and they make this kind of sound like that. Absolutely. (laughs) Impersonation. Mm -hmm. Um, And the interesting thing is reverse sneeze sometimes is a completely benign um, process, meaning that it can happen for no good reason whatsoever. Um, some dogs do it in the middle of the night. Terrifying pet owners. I can't tell you how many times I came in on an emergency call when a pet owner uh, noted this happening, thinking their dog was choking in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, the question is, you know, what what causes it otherwise? Well, we can see it with allergies. We can see it with pets that do have sinus problems. So if it's something that's ongoing, it can be a sign that, you know, we need to investigate or maybe do a scoping. And I have, in fact, seen it with dogs that have foxtails in their nose. Um, so, again, that would be something that if it was a persistent problem where you saw a lot of continued reverse sneezing or maybe other symptoms along with that, like, you know, discharge or pawing at the nose, that I might be thinking that there's something physically in the nose. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a kind of a creepy, scary thing that, um, you know, once you go through it, you're like, okay, now I got it. And you stroke their throat, kind of calmly talk to them. And a lot of dogs will settle down. Uh, what, what kind of dog do you have? Um, he is a Chihuahua Terrier mix rescue mutt. Okay. Go no further. You just described like every breed that I see reverse sneezing in. It's really common in little dogs, like in small toy breeds. They especially will do it more so than a large breed dog. Um, yeah. And it's one of the reasons why we may re- uh, recommend that a, a pet wear a body harness of some sort, because just that slight bit of pressure of a collar and leash on the neck can sometimes kind of instigate a spell of a reverse sneezing. Uh, oh, so, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're, 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 has to be on a harness. But, mm-hmm. What? A body harness? I'm sorry. I've been doing this for a long time. I have no idea what a body harness no, is. No, well, instead of a leash a, on oh, their neck, a oh. harness around their Oh, when you're walking them. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it's so not dangerous. That was it. I wanted to um, share the fact that just looking at the video, seeing what was happening, I didn't have to get him put to sleep to have him scoped and Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, so, well, that's good. I'm glad that everything worked out okay, and that it wasn't a serious uh, thing. Like you were talking about the uh, foxtails. It is foxtail mm-hmm. season, and you, Doctor <laughs> Debbie, is. you probably see your share of foxtails in yeah. all kinds of areas. We sure do. And, you know, I'm going to say that, you know, the opposite thing, April, is not only watching a video to see what your pet is doing, but videotaping your pet having the problem. Um, It can be so helpful um, if it's a problem that's transient. We don't see it immediately when a pet comes in the vet office. So, you know, just watching that video and I'll say, oh, yeah, that's reverse sneezing. You know, it's okay. Let's take a breath. And funny thing is that I, I tried to videotape it of him, but every time I'd whip the phone out, he would stop. <laughs> <laughs> you found the cure. 
<laughs> so, yeah. Well, well thank, thank you. I'm glad everything's okay. <laughs> thank you for calling today. So if your dog is doing something like that, should you have it checked out anyway? And just to make sure that it's reverse I, I think it's a good idea. Either see your veterinarian or at least have a conversation with him or her um, about your pet's health. Um, there are pets that I know that come in the door. I've seen them reverse sneeze before. I know their medical history. And I might be less inclined to tell the, those pet owners to rush to the vet. So, um, you know, good to be aware. I wouldn't dismiss it without having that conversation. A ladybug does it occasionally when she gets excited, but she has done it like once in the middle of the night. She woke me up by doing it, and I just calmed her down, and she went right back to sleep. Mm -hmm. And it's a weird phenomenon how that can happen in the middle of the night um, because, you know, you would think a pet might be choking. And, uh, you know, the important thing during a reverse sneeze, they look like they're freaked out. Um, (laughs) But the important things are to look at the nose and the gum color and they're nice and pink. That means they're getting good oxygenation. So they're not truly choking in that situation. If their gums are blue, um, then we might be more concerned that there is actually a choking event. Well, she's 10, and she's probably had three or four over her lifetime. That's good. Do you think this is something that we've bred into our pets? Oh, I wouldn't say that. I mean, it's. I think pets have been reverse sneezing forever and ever. <laughs> I think we're just, as pet owners, we're more um, aware of uh, symptoms, and we don't want things to go unnoticed. And, you know, pets are sleeping in bed with us, so it's hard to not notice when your pet's reverse sneezing in the middle of the night versus a pet that's outside in the backyard or sleeps in a doghouse, which is a totally different kind of generation of dog upbringing. Need a fix of the good stuff? Get more Animal Radio with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. In Germany, a herd of wild boars helped capture a suspected car thief. Police say the 18-year-old abandoned the stolen SUV he was driving after failing to shake off a chasing police car by driving into a field. Police nabbed his passenger right away, but they say the driver initially got away by running into the woods. Searching officers then heard someone screaming for help. It was the fugitive who had run into a herd of angry wild boars protecting their young. Police freed the relieved suspect from the boars and took him into custody. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hi, it's Alan Cable. This week, what you should know about getting a dog. Don't underestimate the responsibilities of bringing a pooch home. That dog's going to be with you and your family for the rest of his or her life. Owning a dog is a lifetime commitment. Dogs develop strong bonds to you and your family, to their pack. Before you bring a dog home, think about the cost. It didn't used to be something you had to consider, but now owning pets is pretty expensive. Between food and vet bills, you're looking at about $1,000 a year. And then there's the basic stuff you need to have before you bring your dog home, like a collar, a leash, food and water bowls, toys, and a crate. Before your dog or puppy ever comes home, you'll want a dog-proof your house. Make sure that anything that can hurt your dog is out of reach, like poisonous plants or cleaners, any kind of chemicals, candy and glass that can shatter. Something you should know is that puppies, well, they're a lot of work in the beginning. You've got to house train them. You've got to teach them rules and boundaries. They're going to chew a lot of your stuff up if you're not watching them all the time. Puppies like to investigate and try everything, so make sure there's nothing dangerous for them to get into. It takes lots of time and lots of patience, consistency, and a dedicated schedule 
schedule. And everybody in your family has to be on the same page. A dog can get very confused when different people in the house have different rules. So keep it simple. Decide what the rules are going to be and have everybody follow them. An important thing you're going to want to do with your puppy early on is to expose him or her to oh, as many people and different environments as you possibly can so that your puppy will learn to be confident. And you're going to want to continue to do that beyond the puppy years. It's called socialization. It's good for you and your dog because it'll give you both confidence. And remember, you have to be a confident leader. By giving your dog this kind of leadership, you reduce the chances that your dog will ever become fearful or aggressive. Put a lot of time, thought, and consideration into what kind of a dog you want for your family. Border Collies are really smart. Poodles, German Shepherds, Golden Retrievers, and Dobermans are also very smart dogs. Thanks for listening and get more tips at Animal Radio. Yeah, puppy pads are convenient, but sometimes they're really gross. That's why the Animal Radio Studio stunt dog, Ladybug, uses the Brilliant Pad self-cleaning puppy pad. We love how it handles number one and number two. It seals away the waste and replaces dirty pads for us. Brilliant Pad keeps our home clean and smelling fresh. All we do is replace the roll once every few weeks, and the process is fast and clean. In fact, Ladybug gives it five paws up. Learn more about it at BrilliantPad.com. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. on Animal Radio. Live simply so that others may simply live. Need a fix of the good stuff? Get more Animal Radio with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? I didn't do it. Oh, it's a rhetorical question. Oh, yeah, the dogs are right here. I... No one great really left song. them. It is a great song. What is that? A Baja Men or something like that? Who let the dogs out? It is Animal Radio. This is where we celebrate your connection with your dogs, your cats, your ferrets, your fish, your birds, your horses, all of your animals. Thank you for listening. We know you had a choice. No, you didn't have a choice. There's no other show like this. This is also the show where we get the celebrities on and we talk about their animals. And this hour, Natasha Leone from Orange is the New Black will be joining us. And uh, that's just moments away. Quick check of the news in about 10 minutes, right? Yeah, coming up. Um, I did some, you know, I'm always digging for fun stories and stuff, and I love doing fact checks. You know, a lot of people think, maybe, maybe correctly so, that we can look at our animals to tell if, hey, are, are we having an earthquake or going to have an earthquake? Damn straight. And we'll tell you. Yeah, it's been um, studied now by scientists. So we'll tell you what their report says. Oh, I know they can. They know so much. They do. Uh, here comes Dr. Debbie running into the studio all flustered-like. Crazy stuff going on around here. Crazy? What kind of crazy stuff's going on? Oh, my gosh. It's just been an emergency weekend. That's all I can say. Now, we've had rattlesnake bites. We've had <sighs> congestive heart failure. Um, you name it. It's just been... So what do you do for, a like, a, I guess, a dog that has a, a snake bite? Serious yeah. one. Yeah. Um, well, we have to be prepared for, you know, a life-threatening um, reaction. But not the interesting thing is not all snakes, when they bite, actually um, give, uh, you know, they don't all inoculate the venom. So you can still get bitten, but about 20-25% of the time, there's no venom released. So it's mostly just, you know, a bite wound-related um, injury. But, you know, we can see about 5-10% to they'll have fatal, you know, reactions. So we have to be prepared for that, treat them with uh, fluids mm. for shock, um, pain medicine. And a lot of times they have a lot of severe swelling and destroyed tissue that kind of rots open. So it can be really um, very painful for the pet to, to go through a snake bite. 
So if that happens, what do you do? Just pick them up, throw them in the car and rush to the vet. Yeah, that is the best. uh, That is the best therapy. You know, all the field things that you hear about putting a tourniquet on, sucking the venom, putting ice on, all of them are big no-nos. And and they'll only delay the important veterinary care, which is treating the cardiovascular problems that occur, the shock that happens with um, the snake bite. So you really, and, and the other thing is that when you put ice or tourniquets on, you're just trapping that venom into that site where they're bitten and you're making the destruction of the tissues mar- much, much far worse. So um, that, that's why we don't recommend that. But yeah, you want to carry the pet if at all possible. We don't want them to walk because, you know, the more you move around, the more it kind of disperses the Blood venom. Circulation. And, yeah. I yeah. heard some crazy thing like that there's a vaccine for you snake know, bites. Yeah, you know, there is a vaccine for snake bites. And, you know, the, a lot of times people ask, you know, should I get that for my dog? And the answer is maybe, but maybe not. Um, the pets that, that I would tend to vaccinate for snake bites are those that are in really high risk situations. So dogs that do um, police work, search and rescue dogs, areas where they're really investigating kind of urban or outdoor areas that we don't know what's out there. Um, for the average pet walking through a neighborhood, it's really not a high risk. But if you live in an area with a lot of snakes and your pet lives a lifestyle being outdoors, getting in those environments, it might be something to look at. The vaccine doesn't mean a pet can't have a vaccine or a, um, a snake related bite wound reaction, um, but it hopefully will make the reaction much, le- much less severe and improve their chance of survival. They still need to have yeah. veterinary care. It doesn't mean you don't go to the vet. It just so, means hopefully it'll be better off for okay. them. Okay. So if you have the vaccine and, and then your dog gets bit, you have to still go to the vet that's the important yeah thing. yeah that is very true yeah dr debbie we got a new foster over the weekend but she's not going her vet appointment isn't until uh thursday so in the meantime she's got several uh, patches of ringworm and somebody said oh. apple cider vinegar and i'm like mm, i don't know that i wanted to do that i mean isn't that an urban myth too well, I mean, ringworm itself, as being a fungus, um, it takes a long time to treat. So you're not going to solve this problem over the weekend. I wouldn't feel compelled that you have to do something. Now, apple cider vinegar you know, can be a nice antiseptic if we've got, say, a bacterial problem. And I'd have to say that sounds more likely to me with a bulldog than a ringworm. Uh, because of their propensity for skin disease and allergies, a lot of times they'll get a staph dermatitis, which can actually cause kind of patchy areas of scabby hair that fall off and people mistakenly think it's ringworm um, a lot of dogs come into my office diagnosed with ringworm in fact when actually i can tell you that they have a bacterial infection so um i'd hold tight you know and just uh, make okay. sure you are using precautions in case there is some risk that this is uh, ringworm so you don't you or your other pets don't get infected okay Okay, if you want to talk to Dr. Debbie right now, don't forget you can ask your questions from the free Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry. Alan Cable, it's your mess, fun tame of your heart and your head. Here's your real dogs doing amazing things. Watch. You wouldn't think he's 10 years old just by the way he acts. Tucker gets into a lot of trouble. Known in the family to be the food burglar. And because of that, an amazing secret that was hiding in Tucker's belly is about to be revealed to the world. After I turn around, the popsicle is gone. Tucker ate it sticking all. You know, smacking his jaws. But you know, with dogs often, what goes in comes right back out. 
stick and all, everything came out. Two days later, something else came out. And I look in the paper towel, and here is my wedding ring. I kid you not. My wedding ring? Her ring went missing five years ago. I was devastated. The bet thinks the popsicle stick may have dislodged the ring. Friends have said, I want a dog that throws up diamonds. Like, who doesn't, right? So I have my wedding ring back, and Tucker is, <laughs> he's my hero. Hero? That dog's a jewel thief. And I don't even care. <laughs> this is Animal Radio. Check out Animal Radio highlights. All the good stuff without the blah, blah, blah. Browse on over to animalradio.pet. Everyone's favorite matchmaking klepto kitty MacGyver is back in Mac on a Hot Tin Roof. And this time, he's thieving his way through the greatest adventure of all, parenting. When Mac finds a litter of orphan kittens, the mischievous tabby has no choice but to put his life of crime on pause. Because the tables have turned, and now Mac is the one to have something stolen. His heart. Mac on a Hot Tin Roof by Melinda Metz is available everywhere books are sold. For more info, visit kensingtonbooks.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Lori Brooks. After a review of all of its policies and practices regarding animals, United Airlines is banning, completely banning, 25 different pet breeds when it resumes flying pets again this summer. So it's going to be a few months until this goes into effect, but United will again accept dogs and cats in the cargo hold starting July 9th, but only if the pet parent or the guardian of the pet is booked on that same flight. Now, all of this is the result, of course, and I'm sure you remember that cluster of fiascos involving dogs in a single week back in March when that French bulldog died after the flight attendant put it up in the overhead bin. And then uh, there was the incident where a German Shepherd, I think it was, that was supposed to be going to Kansas, ended up being flown to Japan. It was kind of crazy. So... United is no longer going to allow 21 dog and four cat breeds that are prone to physical problems due to heat and uh, their physical anatomy and other travel stresses to fly, including all bulldogs, pugs, Pekingese, Sharpays, Shih Tzus, Boxers, Chow Chows, Mastiffs, and Boston Terriers, or any brachycephalic breed as far as that goes, but also on the banned list are pit bulls. Even mixed-breed American Staffordshire Terriers and American Pitbull Terriers. Now, as for cats that you know, uh, United will no longer allow to fly with them, there are four cat breeds, and those are exotic shorthairs, Himalayan, Burmese, and Persian cats. Mm. I also understand there's a few cities that they won't be allowing any cargo, any breed, uh, because these cities generally have hot airports. I believe Phoenix is one of those, uh, and I believe Phoenix, Las, Las Vegas. Yep. Um, there's, I think there are four of them and they're all in that desert area right there that they Mm -hmm. won't be flying. I believe it's from May 1st until September 30th. And I bet you can look for other airlines to follow suit. Yeah. I I saw this coming a long time ago, you know, because as veterinarians, we know there are certain breeds of animals that have a heightened risk when it comes to be stress and heat and poor ventilation. And it is, um, you know, it is just a fact of what some of these breeds, how they're built. And mm-hmm. um, it, they're just, uh, United is looking at the risk factors. And I think it's it's unfortunate, but we obviously we need some solutions as far as to transport pets in those situations. And I don't know who's going to step up to that. I know there's been a few airlines in the past that have just specialized in only pets. And they, they didn't make enough money. They've all, most of them have disappeared. But I bet there's a resurgence of those airlines again. 
Well, there was always the problem, too, that when they got to the destination, that, you know, something would happen and pets would get loose. And then especially when they would get loose in the middle of the summer like that out there, like Dr. Debbie was saying, it was... uh, it wasn't usually a good ending. Yeah. Do you think the ban on the uh, pit bulls is has has to do with health or more about their uh, image? You know, I'm not really sure where that's came from. I wonder if that's you know due to like if they're traveling multiple pets and cargo, and if there's some concern about inciting barking or if they they feel they're aggressive. I, I don't know. I, that to me, I can't really put my head around why that would be. Yeah, and even mixed breed pit bulls. I thought that was interesting. Um, you guys have heard, you know, I, I remember many, many years ago when I had many horses and I would say, oh, my gosh, you know, I look, maybe we're going to have an earthquake because all the horses would start acting weird in the barn, you know, <laughs> just something like that. Our animals now, know, now right? The, well, that's what we thought or that's what some people thought. Now, for the first time, researchers have scientifically studied that claim. Uh, more than 700 reports of abnormal animal behavior prior to... More than 160 different earthquakes has been investigated, but they say the majority of the reports were deemed unscientific or anecdotal because they included, you know, weird things, observations of animal behaviors that occurred as many as two months before the earthquake or as little as just a a few seconds before. And all but 14 of these more than 700 reports of weird animal behavior before an earthquake all but 14 of those 700 reports involved observations by just a single person. So there wasn't even, you know, another witness to corroborate anything. But the bottom line here, the unscientific nature of all of those reports, they say, makes it pretty much near impossible to determine whether the unusual animal behaviors are predictive or maybe just a coincidence. But the experts acknowledge that, hey, animals could sense seismic waves generated by four shocks to the earthquakes, or another option could be secondary effects triggered by the four shocks or uh, the release of gases from the ground, which might be sensed by the animals. So uh, for now, though, scientists say your pet probably cannot predict an earthquake just because they can't prove that. Bah humbug. You disappointed? Well, I am disappointed because I know my dog can hear things that I can't hear, and maybe there's sounds that happen before an earthquake. Uh, I, I think they have... Right, and they've got yeah. four paws on sure. the ground, not just two, and there's no no shoes or socks on those. Yeah, so you... Well, uh, there are in my dogs, but not on yours. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Hi, this is Clyde Pierce from HGTV. You're listening to Animal Radio. Live at the Red Barn Studios, you're listening to Animal Radio. Here's Hal and Judy. Welcome to the show, Eric. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? Very good. So what kind of dog do you have? It is a dog, right? It's uh, Yes, it's a little two-year-old Yorkie. Oh, how wonderful. Well, what's going on with your Yorkie? It's uh, Pepper. Okay, and, and what's uh, going? Uh, are you having a problem with Pepper? Anytime there's, anytime she sees a car or a truck or something, she wants to chase after it. Oh, try to bite oh. the tires or something. That's not good. Okay. No. So, and is she doing this? What, is she off leash, or how does she get access to the cars? Well, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I come out, I go out to get the garbage or something, and I let her come out without a leash on. Okay. And she'll take off, yeah. 
Oh, dear. Now, does she go after cars that are only the cars that are moving, or is it any car even if it's parked and sitting still? Uh, moving. Moving, yeah. Sometimes it's even not even a car. It's somebody, like, uh, hauling something, you know, in a cart or something like that, a wagon or something okay. like that. Yeah. Or like a bicycle, skateboards, yeah. things like that? Yeah, okay. yes. All right. Well, definitely a huge problem for many reasons, uh, as I'm sure you you can understand. Is one is you know, getting hit by cars, uh, right. coyote attacks, uh, other dog attacks, um, and then certainly biting a person. You know, a Yorkie. Mm-hmm. You know, you, we think, oh my gosh, it's a little Yorkie, but still, you can get in trouble and get your dog in trouble for you know setting him up into situations that could be a problem. Right. So the the big thing to to realize is, especially when we talk about chasing, chasing is a normal canine behavior. And in some cases, it's also automatically rewarded. And the way I like to describe this is, okay, so so your Yorkie likes to chase cars. So runs after, barks at cars, the car eventually drives away. She has won. Mm, We've been successful. And this pretty much happens almost 100% of the times. So when we bark and chase at a car, it'll eventually drive away. So therefore, again... We've won. Ah, great. Not only that, but when when a dog does this kind of chasing behavior, it actually releases different components in the body, like adrenaline. And adrenaline, basically, what that kind of does is it sets up this feeling in their body that it can basically become addictive, addicted to that feeling. So this is more than just a dog that doesn't mind in the situation. This is a really rewarding behavior that's a lot of fun that you yelling is not going to stop. So um, we really need to do a couple things. One would be you need to maintain physical control of your dog at all times. Um, So I would say no more going out the garage or the front door to get the paper, take the garbage out with her, running loose. That is just too, you can't control that situation in any which way. So um, the other thing is that we want to have controlled exposures to the things that set her off, whether it's a car moving or a bicycle. So that means that we don't want her sitting in the backyard watching kids going by the drive or by the sidewalk, you know, on skateboards, rollerblading, cars going by, because it's just going to get her more anxious, amped up, and she's going to run around barking and and doing these behaviors that aren't going to be um, rewarding in the future. So that means keeping her um, under your leash control. And then practicing those basic obedience, sit stay, come, and to do that, not around those things that set her off, but to do that in a quiet area of the home or the yard and really make sure you got a good grasp or she's got a good grasp of these behaviors. Um, And then we start to work on kind of putting her in a small challenge and when you're going to do say we're going to have a uh, a friend drive by and we're going to do that maybe 50 feet away and we're going to work on making sure that she does something else you're going to have her do a sit a stay um, something or teach her a command to look at you what we call like a focus command we want her to do those things when that car is just not too close but just maybe in the nearby where she can kind of see it and as long as she's calm quiet and isn't getting revved up and then you can reward positive rewards, you know, pieces of hot dog, cheese, you know, roast beef, whatever it is that really gets her um, wound up and really excited about listening to you. Okay. And 
you practice that, and then eventually we're going to have her be closer to those things that set her off the skateboards, the cars, and all of that. Um, but if you just expect to, you know, yell at her and say, no, come here, don't do that, you are not going to win that. That is just like, it's like, right. you know, putting putting me at the, the mall with, you know, <laughs> a pretzel store nearby <laughs> and asking me not to have one. You know, don't put me in that situation because I am going to fail every single time. TMI there, TMI. Um, but do you, you see where I'm going? And so you want to make sure that you do keep her calm. You don't want to reward an anxious, jazzed-up barking dog. That's not going to do us any good. This is Animal Radio, baby. Here is today's top automotive news story. I'm Nick Miles. Cars.com has awarded the 2020 Hyundai Veloster N with the 2020's Most Fun to Drive Car of the Year Award. Scott Margeson, Director of Product Planning at Hyundai Motors America, said Veloster N offers an exhilarating driving experience for drivers of all skills. We are elated to receive the award as it recognizes the vehicle's thrilling drivability and performance from the track to the winding canyon roads. To find your new Veloster, check out our reviews at ourautoexpert.com. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. We're close, convenient, and known for our guaranteed everyday low prices and excellent customer service. For professional parts people you can trust, stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts. Better prices. Every day. It's Animal Radio, you lucky dog. I'm on my second cup of coffee. Came in a little dragon this morning. That's because I went out to the movies last night and saw a brand new movie you got to check out. It's called Show Dogs. Oh, it sounds like it's right up my alley. It, well, of course. It has Will Arnett in it. It has Shaq. It has Stanley Tucci. And it has our next guest, Natasha Leone, who's joining us right now. Hi, Natasha. How are you doing? Hi, how's it going? Splendid. Splitting Adams over here. Where are you? Set the scene. I'm driving around the empty streets of Los Angeles, which is a rare occurrence, especially for a New Yorker. (laughs) I'm so glad to have you on. This movie is incredible. Now, are you a pet owner? Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. I am a single mother. Um, I mean, I do have a boyfriend, but I think of myself as root beer is my full-time job. And she's also, um, my ex-boyfriend is her father. So there's like a lot of we spend full time doing nothing but organizing Root Beer's routines, how she's doing. So he gets to see Root Beer. He has custody of Root Beer also, or, or yes. visiting. And he, Andrew, recently had, you know, a baby. But so, like, we're all, like, a very modern family with Fred, my current boyfriend, and Root Beer, <laughs> and the baby. So it's very, it's very integrated and obsessive, like only a true obsessive pet mother could be. Like, the world revolves around root beer, quite I'm, clearly. I'm guessing root beer is uh, root beer in color. What kind of dog? You're right. Um, she's a multi-poo. A multi-poo. But and- I, sometimes, I sometimes like to scare strangers and be like, I, I have a Rottweiler, <laughs> just so that they, and then show up with root beer. I love it. It seems too easy. So it sounds like you spoil root beer a lot. I assume root beer gets to sleep in bed with you, right? Oh, of course. Come on. I mean, I would I would describe myself as um, a very bad parent with rules. I would go as far as to say sometimes her beer sleeps on my face, which I've read articles about, and there's no way that she does not think she's the boss. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, but here's the thing. You know, she comes from a broken home, and she's doing her best. Does she always pee outside? No, absolutely not. I would love to find out from you guys how to make her more of an outdoor peer. That would be super helpful. Well, well, how old is she now? Too old. You know what I mean? Too old to change. But 
she's four. Doesn't look a day over two months, I would say. <laughs> Not even a day over two months. She's so gorgeous, she can get away with anything. You need the brilliant pad, the indoor dog potty. That'll work for I, you. I don't know. It's an older dog. I mean, uh, I, I think yeah. she just needs to rip up the carpets and go right to the concrete and right, just let just the let dog go. Have its way. Or you can move your bed outside and have it out in the uh, grassy areas. <laughs> okay. You know what I love? You guys are really all about solutions. And yeah. I really, I appreciate that out of the box thinking I will be moving the bed outside I, I in want New you York to- City. I want you to, in New York City, she says, I want oh, you to know dear. all yeah. this advice is free and uh, we, we appreciate giving it to you. So just take these tips as we uh, dole them out. Okay. Thank you so, so much. So tell us a little bit about the movie because uh, your PR people said, we got to talk about the movie. We got to talk about the movie. I saw it last night. Splendid. I love it. And you know what? I don't know what the age demographic is supposed to be for it, but I'm in my upper fifties and I just love it. I am with you. I love this movie so, so much. I had so much fun watching it, and I I wish I was only in this movie forever. I really, <laughs> it, it just, there's so much joy in this movie. I just, I love dogs so much. I think it's shocking. You know, speaking of someone who really came up in the 80s, I am fully blown away that they have figured out how to make dogs talk. I am forever impressed. Wait, they weren't really talking, huh? Uh, listen, I don't know what goes on, okay? I try to stay as oblivious as possible at all times. But, I mean, it's also just like the the people in this movie. First, I love Will Arnett. Um, Ludacris, Stanley Tucci, RuPaul is in there. Shaquille O'Neal. It's just a very satisfying bunch of people. And the dogs are amazing. And it's just, it's such a, it's such a great fun. I had so much fun going to the premiere of this movie. And I just felt like it really, it's what entertainment should be, this movie, which is just genuinely makes everybody feel good and happy. Is it harder working with animal actors? I mean, there was one saying, I forgot who said that, but that working with children and animals is pretty tough. Yeah, I, that's a famous quote. It actually came up at our press junket during which um, some of the children, it was more of a, and some of the children had a great question for Will Arnett. They said, is anyone famous in the movie? Um, and it was very it was very thrilling to watch him experience that roast. Um, it was, uh, but, but no, I personally would prefer if everybody I worked with was only dogs. I would change the quote and say only work with dogs and only work with animals and uh, never real people. You know what I mean? I really think that would be fine by me. Here's the thing. If you really think about it, dogs are naturals. You know what I mean? Like if an actor's whole job, you know, it's Meryl Streep, what she wants to do is to really communicate the human experience, the human condition, what it's like being a person, and she's so brilliant at it. But a dog does all that very naturally. You know what I mean? They don't even have to work for it. They're always method acting, because they're like, I'm already a dog. Yeah, and no so egos. I think that no egos. It's opposite. All they want is to make you happy. They're really the best. They had much better uh, catering than we did on the film. And they got much more coverage and close-ups and direction than we did. But I was fine with all of it. I was like, you know what? They deserve it. They're dogs. Absolutely. Go out, check out the movie. It's called Show Dogs in your local theater with Will Arnett and Ludacris and uh, Shaquille O'Neal, Stanley Tucci, and, of course, our guest Natasha Leone right now. Natasha, thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for all that great advice. I really appreciate it. (laughs) 
Take care now. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that was a blast, and it went by pretty fast. If you need your fix during the week, visit us over at animalradio.pet or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry, and we'll catch you next week for more Animal Radio right here. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio Network.